Hello everyone, I'm Ellis Traub and this is Money, Business and More. Many who come to us for mentoring are uncertain about what to expect from the experience. Some think that we're going to partner with them in starting their business and do some of the work. Some have heard from others that we're not consultants but are in fact advisors and many simply don't know what to expect. So I thought it would be a good idea to take this opportunity to clarify just what mentoring involves and what we do for our clients. First, let's back up a little and say a few words about SCORE, the nation's premier source of mentors. With more than 300 chapters across the country, the Service Corps of Retired Executives can boast of thousands of certified mentors. These are successful businessmen and women who have retired after a successful career and who find fulfillment in volunteering to help others enjoy the same success. Whether it's young people wanting to start a business for a variety of reasons, or others who already have businesses that are up and running and want to improve their operations, many have improved the quality of their business lives as a result of their efforts, and they've done so at no cost to them. So what is a mentor, and what does he or she do? Very simply, in a business environment, a certified mentor is usually someone who's led a successful business life, who's undergone some sort of training, and is credentialed to be capable and qualified to analyze a client's needs and guide him or her to take the steps required to get a new business off the ground or improve the operation of a business already underway. Such mentors are governed by a code of ethics that the organization under whose name they operate provides so that those who receive the benefit of their help can rely on the fact that their motives are pure and that their counsel is not motivated by any personal gain or profit motive. In fact, the rules are very strict. In cases where volunteers may still have for-profit consultancies or professional careers, No mentor is permitted to advance the cause of their own business and benefit from it. As I said before, there are thousands of mentors across the country, and although confined within the constraints of those ethical boundaries and trained in standardized best practices, each has his or her own individual style, persona, and methods to accomplish the purpose. In this podcast, I'll do my best to avoid suggesting that any style or techniques are better than any other, nor will I go out of my way to imply that what I or my colleagues do is the proper way to go about it. What I will do is to do my best to give our listeners an idea of what they might expect from a SCORE mentor and how a mentor-client relationship might evolve. Part of the training for every mentor certified by his or her chapter is a clear focus on the best practices for the conduct of an interview. This process is outlined and memorialized in an acronym, SLATE, S-L-A-T-E. So I'll take the next few minutes discussing what it means and how it's important in establishing a relationship with you as a client. Incidentally, as you'll see, We can all benefit from behaving in this way in all of our personal relationships, whether they're family, community, or simply workplace relationships. The S in SLATE stands simply for stop and suspend judgment. As a client asking for assistance, it's important for you that your mentor fully understands what it is you need. 
It's often so easy for any of us to look at someone else and prejudge them by everything from the clothes they wear, their age, the color of their skin, their self-confidence or their timidity, the accent that affects their speech, or an infinite variety of cognitive biases we all have, whether we're conscious of them or not. This doesn't mean that those biases are necessarily bad. They may be very positive. But they can all create first impressions, and those can close our minds and keep us from drawing much better conclusions than what we can learn from less superficial input. So that's why you have a right to expect your mentor to check that bias at the door and not jump to conclusions when you first meet him or her. It wouldn't hurt for you as a client to do the same. The next step is the L. This stands for listen and learn. It goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. You can't learn very much if you're talking. So the more you talk, the less you're going to learn. This is where you and your mentor will part company. His job is to learn and yours is to talk. So your mentor will do his or her best to prime the pump and ask questions. The more a mentor can know about you, the better able he or she will be able to give you the assistance you need. This is one of the most important issues, because it's frequently the case that a client, you, will think you know what you need when there's something else you need even more. Maybe there's something you need to do that's a prerequisite to being able to benefit from what you think you need help with. A good example of this is when someone looks for help marketing their products or services, but what they really need is to focus on which products or services would be most profitable for them to spend the money to advertise. Or, someone wants to learn enough about bookkeeping so they can do their taxes, when they really need to know that they need professional help. And it sometimes takes nearly the whole hour of mentoring session before a client reveals enough for a patient mentor to learn enough to be helpful. So a corollary to the listen and learn step is for both the mentor to be patient and the client to be as well. The third step is A, which means assess and analyze. Only when the second step has reached the point where your mentor is satisfied that he or she has learned enough to move on, is it time to analyze what he's learned and assess what, from his experience, he can share to satisfy that need. Often there won't be enough time during the first session to both learn enough to be helpful and to offer appropriate solutions to our clients. However, depending upon their experience and knowing what works best for them and their clients, many of us are quicker to discern clients' real needs than others and can and do offer cogent assistance at the first meeting. Others of us actually make it a point to deal with expectations right out of the gate telling our clients that they shouldn't expect to learn very much, if anything, on the first appointment, because in order for us to be really helpful, we plan to devote the first meeting to learning enough about them to give them what they need. Usually there are no quick fixes, so additional appointments will be valuable. Truth be told, too, it's often the case that we can perform the assess and analyze phase better between appointments. This gives us the time to ponder possibilities, consider and reject options, and perhaps do some research. Usually, it produces a better answer than we could have if we rushed to introduce it in the minutes remaining at the end of the first meeting. So better answers are forthcoming, and an additional session or two provides for an unhurried and less frantic opportunity to nurture a relationship. 
The next phase is the T, and that stands for Test Ideas and Teach with Tools. By that we mean that we should examine a variety of options to offer our clients to solve their problems or meet their needs. Testing the ideas means to run them by the client. Check to see if they're practical, if the client has the ability or resources to accomplish them, and collaborate on determining whether they're effective. And then provide the client with whatever information or resources he or she requires to accomplish them. And finally, the E admonishes the mentor to make sure that the client's expectations are realistic and not excessive, and to encourage the client to take the steps necessary to realize his or her dream. Let's take a quick break and we'll be back in just a minute. Did you know that you have access to a personal mentor to help you with your business issues? Whether you're starting a new business or trying to improve the way an existing business runs, you'll find them at SCORE.org. This is the website for SCORE, the Service Corps of Retired Executives. It's an arm of the U.S. Small Business Administration and consists of thousands of volunteers in more than 300 cities across the United States. And the best part is that their services are offered at no cost to you. At SCORE.org, you can enter your zip code and find a list of local mentors, each showing his or her areas of expertise. And you can schedule your own appointment at a convenient time and location. SCORE also offers a variety of regular workshops presented by professionals in their fields. You can see a current schedule of those events and pre-register on the spot. Some general classes are offered free of charge, while others have a modest fee, which is usually discounted for pre-registration. Check it out! SCORE is the place to go to find someone whose experience may be just what you need. In the course of all this, it's the mentor's responsibility to guide the client to set goals and tasks that are considered SMART. And again, as with all government activities, acronyms are popular, and this is just another one of them. SMART simply means that these objectives, goals, and tasks are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-measurable. Obviously, any goals or tasks should not be ambiguous. You need to be able to tell that they've been accomplished, that they can be accomplished, and they deal with the issue at hand, and that you know how long it should take to accomplish them. That way you can set a timeline and tell whether or not you're on track to meet them in timely fashion. My mother had a saying once that applies to this process. She used to say, if you aim at nothing, you're sure to hit it. And for sure, that's what a mentor must do. Assist a client in identifying what needs to be done and to help him find a way to acquire both the intellectual tools and the material resources necessary to achieve those goals and objectives. As mentors, we're coaches and not consultants. We also must recognize our limitations. When a client requires legal advice, we're not in a position to offer it. Our role is simply to recommend that they get a lawyer. The same with accounting. We're not CPAs, but we recommend that they get an accountant to provide that advice. And the same goes for any other professional advice they might need. For example, if we're knowledgeable about the differences between business structures, would they be better off setting up their businesses as individual proprietorships, partnerships, LLCs, or S-corporations? We're certainly in a position to explain those differences, but we're not in a position to advise them as to which of them they should select. For that decision, they should consult either a lawyer or an accountant. We're also in a position to suggest to them who they should go to for such advice. 
And of course, we should never guess. If we're not sure, we should say so and recommend to them where they can get the best information to suit their needs. It then follows that when you're looking for a mentor to help you start your business or to help you improve on the way your business runs, you should look for someone whose own experience most closely matches the business you're in. If you're setting up a restaurant, find someone who's owned and operated a restaurant. If you're going to manufacture a product, find someone who's grappled with the problems associated with inventory control, machine leasing or purchasing, labor relations, and the other vagaries of that business. That probably goes without saying, but then I've already done it. One of the most valuable resources SCORE offers is their workshops. These are presented by volunteers who are professionals in their particular discipline. As mentors, we're in a unique position to recommend that each of our clients look for workshops that deal with the issue they're interested in. These include everything from accounting and financial management, sourcing capital, HR compliance, employee recruiting, selection, training and hiring, sales, marketing, social media and email marketing, government contracting, website development and optimization, real estate, as well as general workshops dealing with starting a business, taxes, and many, many more vital topics. Some of those general workshops are offered at no cost, while others charge a modest fee, which can be discounted if you pre-register right on the SCORE website. Finally, I'd like to wind up this podcast with a simple statement about mentoring. I said before that your goals should be smart. Mentoring is just such a smart task. It should be all of the things that SMART implies. So how do you know when your mentoring meets that requirement? How do you know when your mentoring has been successful? There are three criteria that mentoring should meet in order for you as a client to know that it's been effective. If you can walk out the door after mentoring is over and answer these three questions, do you know what you have to do? Do you know how to do it? And finally, do you know where to get the resources? If the answer is yes to all three, then you've been mentored well and you're ready to go out there and get to work. And as mentors, we can be proud of the services we've provided.